Well, for those of you who I missed earlier, today is a special Sunday. We're calling it Celebration Sunday. We do this every year where we look back over the previous year and and uh, celebrate what God has done as a church family as a whole, but especially in individual lives. Um, and uh, so we've got four different testimonies here that uh, we're going to be hearing from this morning. And so instead of hearing a sermon, uh, we're going to be hearing from God's word written in the hearts of several of our people. Tim Newman's going to start us off and then Natasha Place is going to share and Hugo Velarde. And then we've got a panel of our youth, uh, Ellie, Ian, and Syrah are going to be sharing what God has done. So you prefer to stand, sit, I think I can stand. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> I, I want to start off by saying I am very nervous speaking to this many people. And this was the same feeling that I had when I was approached by Jose to come to this men's Bible study, which I thought was going to be like 20 men, you know, all like critiquing me and like what I know about the Bible. And, and I show up and it's, it's Jose and Jonathan. <laughs> But that was that was really what I needed because I wanted a small space that I could feel comfortable and just talk about the Bible, and and that's what it was. And we meet, you know, every Friday morning, and it's just a comfortable place that we can talk about God's Word and stay in it. And you know, my name—I don't, I don't know how much of you guys know about me, but my name is Timothy, Tim Newman, and I didn't know, you know, about the book of Timothy. So that was the the first thing we read was the book of Timothy. And I thought, you know, it was going to be a book about this wonderful man named Timothy and how all the great things he did. And no, it was written by a guy named Paul about a church that was misbehaving. So (laughs) I've learned so much since then. I mean, this has been, you know, going on a year and we've added some guys to the men's group. And it's just been an opportunity to just really soak in it and, you know, become more like what Jesus did and just be good people and um, learn more about the Bible every single Friday. So uh, I just wanted to say one thing because as now I'm a deacon, this was kind of funny. At the time we read Timothy, I was making a joke that there was a part in Timothy, this is First Timothy chapter 3, a deacon must be faithful to his wife and must manage his children and household well. And my kids are the craziest kids in this church some days. So I joked I could never be a deacon because my kids are well, not behaved. But I guess it's a, it's a first world problem that my kids don't want to leave church when it's done. Amen. I mean, they, they want to come here, they want to learn, and they don't want to leave because of everything that they've learned here and the friendships that they've made. And, and I'm, I'm almost the same way now because it's just been such a wonderful opportunity to learn more about God, and this is the place to do it. So I really thank you guys for letting... Let me speak today, and yeah, I've learned a lot. <laughs> so t- Tim's, uh, God's done an incredible amount of work in Tim's life, and even in a short amount of time. And it's been neat to see just your courage in stepping into this place. Because a lot for a lot of men, like you said, there's a lot of uh, uh, anxiety, uh, fear about stepping into these men's small groups. And what might you speak to any men who might be kind of wondering about joining a, uh, one of these men's groups or even one of our life groups? It's just a good way to build community. And, you know, anytime you get together with guys like this, you hear different stories about their upbringing. And, and we all have different upbringings. You know, I, I went to church as a kid and, and it kind of got away from me just because when my grandma passed away, my mom 
went into depression. She became an alcoholic and didn't take us to church anymore. So I went away from church. But when I came back, um, the people here helped me, and, and the small community really helped me get, get more uh, relaxed in that environment because, you know, not reading the Bible for for a long time, I'd, I'd forgotten a lot of things. I mean, I could still remember the th- the songs, the B-I-B-L-E, that's the book for me. <laughs> but, yeah, so just in the community of, of a small environment like that, it, it's just so much easier to be co- comfortable and, you know, open up to what your downfalls are. So. Awesome. Well, Tim, thank you so much for sharing. It's a, it's a big step. Uh, what we believe here. Uh, uh, based on God's word is that we, we need to be in these relational spaces. Uh, we need people to be able to see our lives and our brokenness. We need to know that, you know what, we can be broken and receive God's grace. And we oftentimes receive that and experience the truths of God through each other. And that's why small groups and, and, and these men's and women's groups that we have are so important. Um, I like to say we need to get smaller to experience a bigger impact. We need to get into smaller groups of relationships in order to experience a bigger impact of God and his work in our lives. So, Tim, thank you so much, brother. Absolutely. Thanks. <laughs> All right. I'm going to invite Natasha to come on down. Natasha is going to share a little bit about uh, our children's ministry, but also a little bit about family discipleship and what God's been doing in their home. Do you want to use, use a chair or stand or I think I can what's your nervousness something. like feel like? Yeah. I know. I said I'm feeling nervous too. I don't know why a room full of adults is so much more intimidating than a room full of kids, but it it is. Um, I might need you guys to like get wild or dance or misbehave a little bit, so I feel more comfortable. But <laughs> um, anyways, my name's Natasha Place. Um, I'm one of the children's ministry leaders here at Grace, um, and I'm really feeling so thankful and blessed to be part of what God did in 2022 and what he continues to do through the hands of Grace Community Church. Um, so Celebration Sunday is such a cool way to just be called back to remember what God has done and to glorify him for the incredible things that have happened. So um, I really appreciated this opportunity to really look back and think about some of the cool stories um, that we've experienced. So last year at about this time, um, I just really felt God reminding me of the ways that he's called me to children and families, family ministry throughout my life. And um, being pretty new to Grace still, um, and in the early stages of connecting with people and building relationships, it felt hard to jump into ministry. But I just kept feeling like, Time is short, and I knew that this is something that God was leading me to do. Um, So this is God's family, even if you guys don't know me like family yet. um, Thank you for trusting me to be part of teaching and discipling your kids. I really feel honored and humbled to to do it. So Um, One really special part about getting involved here was knowing that there's so many people at Grace who really value children's ministry and have tons of experience doing it. Um, I've learned so much from people like Bev and Linda and Lydia, Sarah, um, Courtney, um, our pastoral staff, Jen, Laura, and the list could just go on and on. We're really incredibly blessed to have such an um, army of people investing in the Kids of Grace and the community of Worthington. It's really special, um, something that I haven't seen everywhere I've been. Um, So it's exciting, like I said, that God has equipped his church in this way for such a time as this. 
Um, one of the most important things that I have had to remember in the past year is just to not rely on myself. Um, and so often I've been taking on the prayer that Jen um, Smith taught me, and it's actually kind of more of a song or a dance on the way to um, Kingdom Kids on Wednesday nights. We start up in the car, especially if I'm feeling just overwhelmed. Um, it's And actually it originated on Family Feud. There was someone who really wanted to win, and so she was singing, Holy Spirit, activate, activate. Activate. Holy Spirit, activate. Activate. So me and my kids say that on the way to Kingdom Kids sometimes when I need to remember it's not about me and my performance. It's about the Holy Spirit at work. Um, so what I've realized that in the midst of the most ordinary moments with kids is where really lasting seeds are planted and hearts are transformed, um, lives are changed. So I wish I could tell every story, but in the last year here at Grace, I've witnessed a room full of kids raising their hands to accept Jesus as their king for the first time. I've witnessed um, children who had a really rough day at school, smiling and dancing and entering into worship. I've heard stories from parents and teachers of kids initiating conversations after Grace Kids on a Sunday or after Kingdom Kids wanting to know um, more about this Jesus and asking him into your heart and what that even means. Um, every one of these precious kids and their story really matters, and it's so special to see and hear what God is doing. One particular night of Wednesday Night Kingdom Kids, um, we got into our prayer time in small groups. Um, tried to do like five or six kids per adult. And each child just shared some really important things that were going on in their hearts. And so I often let the kids um, pray for each other. I love hearing them pray for each other and the people that they love. And these prayers of these kids are so impactful, um, especially that night. I was teary-eyed as I closed our prayer and prayed for each of the kids by name. A little later, after a fun-filled night of games, dancing, chaos, tons of fun, I was feeling just a little bit tired and defeated and kind of wondering if everything that we're doing was really a God thing. Um, is it really worth all the time and energy that we put into this? Do the kids even like it? Like, it just feels like everybody's tired and crabby by the end sometimes. So I asked the kids in my group, what was your favorite part of Kingdom Kids tonight? And all the kids in my prayer circle put their hand up and said, prayer time. <laughs> and it just like brought me to tears because it's like, God, that was my favorite part too. Um, just so impactful. And it doesn't have to be the big crazy things, although I know that kids love that. Um, but just really being in that intimate time of prayer with kids is really powerful. Um, another night we had a kid who was obviously kind of struggling behaviorally and pretty difficult to control. Um, but after we heard the Bible story that night, this child resonated so much with the story that he was brought to tears. He explained in our small group that what he learned was that God doesn't judge a book by its cover and that God loves him and everyone no matter what. And he gave us a little mini sermon on that. And after he shared that, I hugged him and he said in my ear, I thank God for Christian people like you. <laughs> this is just so sweet. Um, just a little plug for getting into children's ministry. These kids will fill your heart and life. So um, things like that really stick with you. Okay, so then as a family, um, I've always talked a lot about the importance of positive friendships and how much that made a difference in my life growing up and how much I want that for my kids. We all want our kids to have good Christian friends, right? 
Um, our oldest son, Cade, he plays hockey, and many of you know that means we spend a lot of time with the Worthington hockey players and their parents during these winter months. In fact, that's where Evan and Cade are this morning. Um, and so another really special thing about getting involved with Kingdom Kids was that Cade's small group class has been full up with his teammates from his hockey team and other great fifth and sixth grade boys, too. But it's been so fun for us, especially for Evan, as a coach of the hockey team and also a lead in that class, to just be able to have some deeper conversations about faith and relationship building with those boys. To build trust with them, not only in the sports world, but in exploring their faith in Christ. It's been so good for them to witness each other, praying for one another, and opening up their hearts in such an important way. So I pray that God continues to move in mighty ways through those boys and every kid who goes to Kingdom Kids or any of Grace Children's Ministries. So, um, like Scott said, I was asked to talk a little bit about family discipleship in our home, too. Um, And to be honest, there's times it feels like work failing. (laughs) As a family, we did not read every Advent devotional this Christmas season. We did not abide by a perfect fast in the last 21 days. Um, But by God's grace, he's still drawing our kids' hearts towards him. Um, We've seen how, although we may not do a family devotional every day, we see how God is working through the times that we do and the everyday situations, good and bad. Um, We try to see those as opportunities to point our kids towards Christ. Often for us, it's things like modeling a prayer when we mess up to ask for forgiveness and ask for God's help in front of our kids and then apologizing to them. It seems like the most impactful discipleship that we do. We try not to let those opportunities slip away. And if they do, well, there's going to be more times because we're failing. We fail a lot. (laughs) Um, Our seven-year-old has really been enjoying a short devotional we found on YouVersion. It's the Bible app that many of you probably have on your phone. Um, Bedtime can be a challenge for her as she's struggled with worry and anxiousness that seem to creep up at that time of day. So this... um, Bible app routine has been something that she really looks forward to. So if you scroll to the bottom of the main screen on the Bible app, there's a kid's experience video if anyone would like to check it out. usually takes less than five minutes, but some of our most um, powerful discussions and um, even laughs before bedtime have been spurred by just a short devotional like this. God is really growing confidence and strength in our girl where anxiety and fear used to be an overwhelming presence. And I think this is one of the biggest wins that we are feeling as a family this past year. Actually, just yesterday, my girl told me that she knows that God is helping her to be brave and strong. And I asked her why and how she knows this. And she says, it's just not as hard as it used to be. And because my dad told me that... (laughs) Anyways, I guess I could go on and on about God's goodness in our lives and in the ministry of Grace Community Church, Um, but thank you for the opportunity to share just a sliver of the beautiful story that he's knitting together. Thank you so much. Thank you, Natasha. Natasha has graciously joined in our children's ministry team, and she's uh, serving as the children's ministry director as a volunteer role in, in the church with a great num- number of, of team members. And last year, 
Some of you who have been with Grace for some time, you know that we took a break for an entire year from our children's ministry, and uh, we kicked it back off uh, this last fall, and it has been just really exciting to see how God has moved, and we have more kids than we've had in the past, and more families involved, and we're busting at the seams with our meal time uh, in the kitchen area. It's just been incredible to see God's work, and through great, great leaders like Natasha and, and Lydia and Linda and Sarah, and, others. and so we, we we can't. I just want to give our volunteers a, a round of applause. All right. I just also really appreciate just the honesty. And many of us as our families, we feel like we're struggling to raise up our kids to be followers of Jesus Christ. And and isn't it amazing to know that God uses our failures? God uses our brokenness, right? It's not about perfection or trying to put on some kind of facade, but being intentional, being raw and authentic with our kiddos as we're trying to pursue Jesus. And and the transformation that happens in our homes and, and like in that story of little Marlena and what God's doing there, just being actively involved. God is so good. And there's so many stories in other homes here that could be shared this morning as well, what God's doing. Well, I'm going to invite Hugo Velarde to come on down here and to share. Uh, Hugo's going to, going to share a little bit uh, from his own life journey. I'm going to Bring the chair down here for Hugo. I'm going to also share a little bit about what God has done in him in this past year. That Hugo's been a part of this church for a very long time. And he has seen the ups and the downs of Grace Community Church. And uh, he's been a faithful part of shaping it, but also being shaped by it. And this past year... Uh, Hugo decided that it was time for him to become a member. Um, you want to share a little bit about that, what, what God has done in your, your heart and your life, and, and, and why he's led you to join, uh, join the membership here at Grace at this time? Well, to answer your question, uh, I was led to the Christian faith through another denomination that helped me a lot when I really needed support and spiritual help more than anything else. And, uh, well, I have been faithful to that, and I respect that denomination. And it is true that I have been with grace almost from the from its inception uh, but certain events in the last few years have led me to believe that uh, I'm going to end my life here mm. and there is no sense in keeping a loyalty to a very distant church mm. that uh, uh, it is good in my experience, but has not been as positive in in its influence over me like grace. So I think that it was more than fair mm-hmm. that I 
that I request membership. Unfortunately, I was accepted as a member. <laughs> so, it's, and I just want to say one thing here. Oh, it's so wonderful to see young people, middle-aged and young people with their enthusiasm contributing to the health of this, of the body of Christ. And I just want to ask your patience because I represent the other spectrum. Uh, I'm a part of the senior group. (laughs) And the seniors in general don't have much of a voice anywhere. Uh, Particularly in our modern world. So please be patient with me, with my accent. I know. I wanted to lose it, but I never could. Never could. (laughs) So, it's... uh, Well, in addition to... um this 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 movement in your heart this last year you you've shared a little bit about god's been doing a work in you and uh and and part of that work and the change that's been happening in you is is part of being is being part of this family and some of the 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 relationships and friendships that you've developed um and the small groups that you've been part of you want to share a little bit about what god has been doing in you I was not born a Christian because in my country and in most of the Latin world, people are born just from the very beginning. They are born into the official church of that country. Uh, and at that time when I was growing up there was no competition either you were and let me mention the name even though I respect the church but I have to mention I was a Catholic like most uh, Hispanic people we are born and within a few days we are baptized and and that is the uh, the membership that is enforced in most the uh, members of the population there, and uh, in in that now has changed. But in my time, when I was growing up, there was no competition. It was either you were a Catholic or you were nothing, or you were out. Uh, it took me about a, a, a lot of experience, particularly very negative experience in the beginning. I wanted to be a professional. I don't know if I want to mention what I was, but uh, at the time when I started studying, in serious profession that I wanted to excel in, uh, there was some political unrest in my country, 
and the whole year was cancelled. I don't know if you have seen that in other places, but social unrest, political strikes, all that sometimes produces cancellation of the whole year studies. So you, that very year, I lost that year because of that situation. And then, but the good part was that I became gradually influenced by a Christian family. What totally different than the faith that I was born into. And, uh, and it was positive for me, but very negative for my family, particularly for my father, who was the one who supported me going to, to school. So uh, I assume that that is the main reason why he got my, my allowance and uh, I was left on my own. And the, the good thing is that this Christian group that I was now member of, they suggested me to go to another country to continue my studies. And I did that. I don't know how I did that. I did, when you are young, you can do things a little foolish, you know, because this was very responsible, thinking it back. Uh, <clears throat> didn't have any idea the country that I was going to, didn't have any idea if this, uh, this certainty of the Christian circle that I was, was true, but I went and uh, I did find exactly or even more than I expected because I found a nucleus of people well organized who had a hospital, a seminary, a nursing school, a number of things that they, we don't find in, in, in general in Latin America. So I spent time there. The good thing is that I was able to make a living because that community was based on American methods of how to deal with the people who wanted to make a living, to wanted to make a, get a profession. So uh, I, it was a three-year program. I was in my second, at the end of my second year, and then we got the news. This is the time when you hear about what happened in your home country, maybe a few days later, uh, no communications. Uh, my father died at the end of my second year, so uh, because of the, that situation, the family was a very small one. I have a mother or widow now, a sister, and my and me, and and that was it. So, uh, with some funds from an inheritance, 
we were able to move to a larger city in in Argentina. I don't know if you have ever been to Buenos Aires, but there is a huge city. Uh, and that is where I end, we ended up. Uh, and I... I continued my studies, and then eventually I was able to get what I wanted, you know, to reach my goal, my, my ideal. Looking back with my experience, I think that I felt a little bit like Joseph felt when he went to a place where he didn't know anybody, where he didn't have any idea of the, 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 the country that I went to in general was much more advanced than the country that I came from. So you have to learn a lot of things there. Uh, and then, I don't want to make it this too, too long, uh, Eventually, I came to this country, and uh, I was very impressed with uh, everything here. The, the, the system, the, uh, the system of living that you advance based on your merits and your effort, you know, and, and your preparations and your sacrifices. It's something that really impressed me, and it still impresses me. Uh, and now I, I did my work very satisfactory, and I finished my my regular career, if you want, in 202, and I retired and decided, because I didn't have any ties with my home country, most of my, my family are gone, so I decided to make Worthington my hometown, and I'm very happy of it, you know, so, uh, and I would stay here. Because I love this place. Mm. And the people that have made grace have changed, has increased. Now we have even this early Hispanic ministry that is very promising in potential. And, uh, you know, you you are where you feel comfortable. You, that's your place, you know, mm. where you want to die. Mm. Because you have all the support group, all the friends that you feel comfortable and you admire. Mm. And the leadership of this, the leadership of this church has been so inspiring that... Uh, I don't want any other place to be, you know, so, mm. so I'm so, I, I hope I'm not rambling too much, you know, it's a, one thing I want to say is that when things, when bad thing has happened to you, you are always, you don't know how to solve the puzzle, it is a puzzle, but Years later, mm. 
years later you realize that when everything is, is everything starts falling into place mm. and everything starts making sense and then you you believe you believe much more stronger than you did before mm. uh, so you realize that we are under a loving God Amen. who is in control. We are not in control. He is in control. And uh, that, is, uh, that is my conclusion, you know, that, uh, that uh, even though sometimes we talk that about, you know, we obey and we believe not because we understand it, but we obey, we believe. And then maybe someday we'll understand. Wow. Amen. And that is the, you know, the road of a Christian. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, brother. Fantastic. All right. Well, we have one last group of uh, testimonies here. I'm going to invite the youth up, Ian, Ellie, and Syra. I'm going to invite them up here. God has uh, been working in all stages. We've heard children's ministry in our among our seniors. You're not too old to grow. Amen. And uh, wanted to hear even from our youth as well about what God has been doing. Uh, Lincho has, uh, Lincho, you want to stand up in the back there? I don't know if everybody knows. Come on, Lincho, stand up. Lincho has been our youth director in Friday's place, stepping in courageously where with no training, no experience, he just loves Jesus and he wants to see our students love Jesus. And, and man, God has been doing amazing things. And so uh, uh, I've got a few questions here for, for our youth, and you guys can uh, you know, pass the mic around here. Um, and don't worry, kiddos, we got Grace Kids coming up here. Uh, it, it will be shorter than usual, clearly, but uh, hang in there, parents, I should say. Grace Kids is coming up here. So guys, as you look to um, this last year, what would you say is different today about about you because of what God has done over this last year? I guess I'm going first. Um, God has been doing so much in my life this past year and just even in these past few months. Um, in the past year, I had just fallen into a rhythm of just going with the flow, just living, just enjoying life as it came. I was still a Christian. Most people knew me as a Christian, but... I wasn't pursuing God. I wasn't actively in a relationship with Him, and it wasn't something that I was seeking out in my day-to-day life. Because of this, um, because of the distance between me and God, I was so much more prone to struggle with anxiety and even depression, and I felt like there was a gap in my heart that I just continued to try and fill with things of this world. But even at what felt like my was my lowest point, um, uh, something just clicked in my head. And January 8th, this new year, felt like God woke me up from a dream. 
I realized I wanted a real relationship with him. I wanted to pursue him in my everyday life. This meant not only acting like a Christian, but also being in the Word every day and taking the time and dedicating my day to him. And now, every single day, I'm in the Word. Every single day, I'm living for him, and I'm choosing to make that um, a big part of my day. And since that, since that, that switch flipped in my head, I've just been able to be in the Word once, twice, every single day. And God has changed my mindset, my purpose, and my drive. And now my goal is to live for Him in everything I do, no matter what I do, and give all the glory to Him. Wow. Amen. Thank you. You a little nervous up there? <laughs> Um, for sure, for me, is definitely forgiving people. Mm. Like, that hurt, have hurt me. Um, I grew up, like, having grudges towards people that have hurt me. And the past year, I for sure, like, forgave them. Because God says you can't enter heaven if you don't forgive. Mm. So, that's for sure. That's awesome. That's huge. How many of us know forgiveness is such... A deep, deep issue. Thank you, Syra. Ellie. Uh, this year for me, I definitely had to learn the difference between believing in God and pursuing God and following Him. And um, for a while, I was just believing in God and, you know, doing things that you morally think are good just because that's what makes you a good person. But um, I, I deep down knew that I still needed to follow God. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I was missing, but I didn't know how to do that because everyone at school, you know, is just following the life of the world. And I was like, how can I connect what I'm learning at church and everything just to life at school when even when you say a word about God or anything, you get shut down. And so I think for me, I had to transfer schools last year to get away from that environment and that mindset of everyone just like shutting me down all the time and I was kind of struggling in this new environment and then um, unexpectedly in Thanksgiving of last year my grandma died and that was really hard for me I didn't know how to cope with that at all it seemed like everyone else was having an easier time moving on and I was still stuck in that pain of like how do I get over this and I was also doing online classes then spring semester of last year, and that was not good to be alone in that environment. And I wanted to do online classes because I was like, I don't want anybody to see my pain and what I'm going through. Like, it's hard enough to make everyone else around me seem like I'm happy when I'm not, and... So I did online classes and worked a lot and tried to do all these things to avoid the pain. And through everything, I was reaching towards other people. I was reaching towards my parents and towards other people for healing and for satisfaction. And it still wasn't enough. It wasn't like... like. Even my parents were still grieving. And through that, it was hard to talk about the pain as a family too so then I felt like that last straw of like well like I have absolutely no one to talk to anymore and 
that really sent me into a lot of like deep thoughts and dark thoughts about who I am because just come, like growing up in that my last school it's like there was no positive like affirmations is very like deteriorating towards my self-worth and I was still not placing my self-worth in God I was still relying on other people to like give me affirmation of like yeah you're doing good or whatever and so then I like was working and struggling my grades were falling and I hold my grades like as I was holding it as a value of who I am. Like, I was using that as something that defined me. Well, my grades, like, even though I might not have a lot of friends, I have my grades, so I'm good. And those were falling, so I felt like a complete failure. Um, I was like, I'm, I felt very worthless at that point. And um, this is not something I talk lightly about, but... Um, like depression and suicidal thoughts were creeping in and it was just getting heavier and heavier. And then I remember um, Jen Smith came into Starbucks and she actually told me that Cammie from camp had committed suicide. And that was when I was thinking of doing that stuff myself. And I put on a face, I made her drink and I was like, have a great day, whatever. And then immediately after she left, I went to the bathroom and just started bawling because that could have been me. <laughs> I had wanted to die for so long and I was numbing the pain to everyone else around me. But <laughs> I was waiting. I was kind of like, I just got to keep going. A couple teachers, um, kind of knew what was going on one of them she wasn't she's not really even a christian but she like held me in her office one of the times and just like was talking through with me like i wasn't even we were just talking about my grades how i can get them up because no other teacher when teachers see that your like grades are falling it feels like they treat you like you're a bad person like oh that's just them that's their character but this teacher was like just talking through things, and I saw how she um, was actually like believing me in more than just the academic side of things, so that really helped too. And then I made it to the end of spring semester, and I finally started opening up to somebody at work because they were willing to listen, and I just needed to openly be able to talk about what was going on. And then that relationship fell apart really fast because he wasn't someone I could trust. And he actually told me that no one would actually want to be my friend. And that really tore my self-worth apart too. But then again, I was like relying on something other than God to fulfill me. And it took until the end of summer when God called me because I could have fallen away there. But I think just being at church, there was some really strong convictions I had of just, like, how to move on with the grief of my grandma and everything. And then I was pulled back to youth group. And since then, I've just been able to connect with God and grow with him more. Wow, thank you. Thank you. I mean, just the... 
appreciate the courage for each of you in, in sharing these things. And, and these, let's be honest, the things that our youth have struggled with and come out, there's stuff that's, that's live for us, right? Even as adults and how powerful it is. Thank you for sharing God, bringing you out of darkness and into light. Um, speaking of youth group, how has God been using youth group this past year uh, in your in your guys' lives? Personally, for me, youth group has been so much better this year. I just I've had much more of a connection to youth group, and um, it's been so good to just have a Christian community around me and surround me. And it's it's not only encouraging, but I'm always learning more. I'm gaining tools that I can take into the world. And in youth group, we focus on um, know Christ, become like Him, and make Him known. And that's what like that's one thing that's really stood out to me is I learn stuff in youth group. We dive deep into the Word, and then I take it, I apply it to my life, and then I apply it to how I look and how people perceive me. And because the biggest thing like. We can't always go out and like disciple people randomly, but sometimes that's people's strong suit. Sometimes that's people's not. But um, a big thing is is how we hold ourselves and the example that we put. A lot of people will follow if we're leaders, um, which is one thing that we're doing as youth leaders. But um, if we're leaders and people see that we lead through Christianity, that'll be something that they can look up to and someone that they can um, go to if they have questions about Christianity. Um, but also just um, small group has been so powerful. I want to thank Lencho. Lencho. And Jake. Thank you, Jake, so much. You have been so powerful in my life. And just like small groups have been so good this year with diving deeper into the word and just seeing how other people, other men have grown in their life and grown with God and how they're like, they're still struggling with crap that we go through every single day but they push through every day and they point their lives to god and it's such a great example for me for all the other men in our youth group and it's just it's been so good for me that's been so powerful for me is is the small groups and that time that we get together with lencho and jake and and just the powerful interactions the conversations the thoughts the just everything that goes on there so i want to just thank you guys again thank you so much for that A couple weeks ago, Jake actually spoke to us, and um, what stuck to me is that when he goes to work, sometimes he says, God, today's your day. Do what you want. Use me to use others to show myself in you. And um, that really changed me because I like using that now. Thank you, Jake. (laughs) Because he saw that God was with him, and he's helped so many people at his job, and small group, as Ian said, Leah, Liz, all our youth leaders, they're really, they show us that they're, they're sinners too, but God forgives them, and that God loves us still, and I really love youth group this year, it's a really, it's like a family, oh, I'm going to cry, <laughs> um, it just feels like another part of like a family to me. Amen. Amen. Yeah, this year um, has definitely, like, with youth group and everything, I had never really been able to connect with youth group until, like, this year. 
Um, God called me back to youth group and actually it was kind of a long way that he did it because I had told Jen Smith at Starbucks, <laughs> I kind of want to go to youth group again. And so then she told Jasmine uh, to that like I wanted to go with her. So then she messaged me, do you want to go to youth group? So then we ended up going together, which was great because at first I was a little weary of it again, but then I started connecting with other people in youth group and I was like, wow, this is a solid place to be. And I don't know, my heart was just so in it. I loved it so much that the next week I wanted to be on worship team. And just I noticed throughout like practicing those songs throughout the week really like changed my mindset. So I just wanted to keep going. And I made that kind of my way of like prioritizing God and prioritizing the people at youth group. And I met so many leaders like Liz and Lencho and Tasso and just all of them are so committed to youth group and um, have made such a difference in my life with being like, no, how are you really doing? Instead of just, oh, I'm good. (laughs) They're like, no, how are you doing? And just connecting like our youth leadership group especially has been really great to just Um, communicate on a deeper level about the word and really understand it in a way that we can use it throughout the week, I feel like. Amen. Amen.